The Paradise Center for the Arts is a vibrant cultural and artistic gathering spot in historic downtown Faribault. The Paradise is committed to offering high-quality visual and performing art opportunities for Faribault and our region. Regular events spotlight some of the best artists and musicians in our area and throughout Minnesota and the Upper Midwest. Our beautifully restored facility includes art galleries, classrooms, clay and textile labs, a gift shop and rehearsal spaces, in addition to a 300-seat auditorium. Visit ParadiseCenterForTheArts.org for a full schedule of events or call our box office at 507-332-7372. Art Zany. Radio for the Imagination, with your host, Paula Granquist, is brought to you by the Northfield Arts Guild and by the Paradise Center for the Arts. And now, Art Zany, Radio for the Imagination. Good morning, this is Paula Granquist, and you're listening to Art Zany, Radio for the Imagination. Thank you so much for listening to the show that celebrates creating and stories So let's tune our imaginations together. This week, I've been thinking about the role of risk in creativity. I don't think we talk about this aspect of creating enough. How do you get comfortable with risk? I think as a writing teacher, managing the risk of engaging in creativity was one of the pieces of the creative process I worked on the most in the classroom. I knew that I had to set the stage for the writers to feel at ease in the environment. I worked every day to make the classroom space a comfortable, safe, fun, rewarding space for trying the experience of writing. We leveled the playing field by getting to know one another, not as writers. That was really important to me because what you did prior didn't affect the experience that you were going to have because we were all going to start together as a group. So we leveled that playing field and made made that space um, a space where we got to know each other, again, not as writers, but as humans. We played games, tried short assignments, practiced with non-writing, creative activities, examined and lessened the pressure we put on ourselves in the act of putting words on a page, built up our confidence and our courage and our safety net, and we worked to manage risks. The act of writing was as I saw it, a staircase that we built so that we, you know, worked up the muscles and the confidence to move towards the doorway. That was a rewarding experience for me, to witness writers taking those successful risks. And I think that was part of the key, was to be able to have success made you feel more confident and ready to take on the next step. But I do think about how essential is the risk to the process, And when do you know it's the right time to take a risk? And when do you need to stay in that zone that has propelled you through in the past? Some might say that every act of creating is taking a risk. How will all the elements of materials, process, environment, state of mind intermingle in this creative task I'm about to begin? Maybe the most important piece of the puzzle is to understand our personal comfort level with risk and know what will happen to you if you're trying to take a small risk. And here's the most important part. There is motion in risk, and that is what moves you through a project. I've been finding it harder to take risks over the past years, and I suspect it probably has to do with the risk in the world we faced every day over the pandemic. This has added new stressors and new experiences to our world. 
it's that mindset. It's in that mindset. If you're all feeling all of the, the other things going on, it gets harder to intentionally add on a new stress by diving into new risks. Some have managed to thrive in this environment, but for others, it's been exhausting. For all of us, living through the space of this world has shifted something for us. Sometimes that's the time to go back to the basics and to start with the simple first. Maybe that's a practice piece or just time spent noodling and moodling. That's a Brenda Euland phrase, and I just love that. That's sort of like playing with your creativity and possibly even just doodling. So being together with others, this is probably what has kept me propelled through this entire time is being with other creators. And I need that supportive community of like-minded folks facing some of the same issues. I think that's what I love most about sharing Arts Any Radio stories with you each week. We get to come together and talk about the art of creating. And I try to build a space that allows for lots of questions, good stories, and fun, and the encouragement to know that you are not alone in this world of creating, creativity, and making. So let's keep exploring the imagination. And one thing I want to bring up was during uh, right before the pandemic started, uh, one of the artists who was on like my second to the last show before we closed down for COVID was Rachel Reese. And I saw that she is coming back with her crooked heart to the Paradise Center for the Arts. That's on Friday, May 20th at 730. Tickets are $20 for members, 25 for non-members, 15 for students. She is a writer, a multi-instrumentalist and producer behind her crooked heart and she has just she's such a great craftsman and and she has great youtube videos i really enjoy hearing her conversations and talking with some some other artists and her own experiences with her own own music and uh her 2019 to love to leave to live i that might have been what we were promoting at that time plus she was doing a artist residency with the, the kids at arcadia and uh, so it's really fun to see that she's finally back in to the uh, into the performance stage. And so again, she'll be at the Paradise Center for the Arts. That is Friday, May 20th at 7.30. So I thought we'd play a little song to start off the show. This is Are You Good? You Are from Rachel Reese and Her Crooked Heart on Artsany Radio. You got my heart right where I wanted it to be From the start, I knew it'd be safe over the sea But now I see the good you are for me But do you see my sweet? When we began, I couldn't feel my reprieve
what we feel Cause I do fear the good you are for me But I see, I can see Rachel Reese of Her Crooked Heart. What a thrill it was to be able to have her be, uh, you know, a part of the show uh, last before the pandemic. And I'm so excited that she'll be back at the Paradise again on Friday, May 20th, 2022 at 730 folks that and you can get information at paradisecenterforthearts.org and on Arts Any Radio we're going to take another trip down to Faribault to hear about the Straight River Art Festival with Jessica Prill so here we go on Arts Any Radio Folks, today my guest in the Art Zany Radio studio is Jessica Prill. I'm so excited to be able to preview with her the first ever Straight River Art Festival happening in Faribault this weekend. We're also going to share stories about her Faribault business, Fleur de Lis Gallery, and the Good Day Coffee and her jewelry line, Jessica Lee Designs. She has a lot going on, and so I'm really excited to have you here. Welcome thank, to Art Zany Radio. Thank you for having me once again. I of love being course. here. Of course. I appreciate you so much. And when I was talking about risk, I thought about you. So we'll get into that. We do want to let people know the Straight River Art Festival is happening this Saturday. So it's a one day event. One day. Saturday, the 21st of May. I assume that's rain or shine. Rain or shine. But (laughs) it's going to be shine. Of course, it will. It's going to be gorgeous. And that's from 9 to 6 in Heritage Park, which is just, it's pretty easy to locate. Yeah, it's right next to the Depot restaurant, if you can give that as a kind of a marker. Um, It's this cute little, there's a roundabout right there and a fountain and the screen space. So um, lots of parking on the sides. Easy to find. Easy to find. Downtown Faribault. So Mm -hmm. get that on your calendar. And, of course, I want to talk about a little, you know, we haven't been been together for a while. We still can't quite remember the exact time, but it's certainly been yours. Too long. Exactly. (laughs) And so tell us a little bit about what's been happening in your jewelry line and your work world. Yeah. Well, COVID kind of put an interesting... um, change in events uh but the gallery <clears throat> COVID happened shortly after the gallery made its third move that's right because you had a uh, different locations all within Faribault all downtown with, yep all within downtown but uh, but we landed in our forever home which is the back rack building which is directly across from the Par- paradise center for the arts uh right in the front there. it's a beautiful space <clears throat> love that space as soon as I moved in there I knew this is it we're great here um and the so i was there not even a full year yet when covid hit Mm. which put us down and across the hall from us was a little cupcake shop and uh i saw they weren't going to be coming back after the shutdown so i said oh i'm opening a coffee shop (laughs) That's all so, it took. It's funny because I have this <laughs> this like morphing of like so I have my jewelry line mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I opened the gallery 
in order to have a place to create and sell my jewelry. And then COVID hit and I opened a coffee shop in order to get people to come in to the gallery so that I could sell my jewelry. <laughs> I can't believe all you take on. Oh my gosh, it's insane. It is, but it's wonderful. It's and fun. I, I think that, you know, I, I I certainly thought about you when I was wrote that opening about taking risk and creativity. And I can remember meeting you when and folks from Northfield may know the store Ooh La La. Many years ago, a whole right? other lifetime ago. Oh, it, it does. It feels like it was... A blink at sometimes, but mm -hmm. then it probably also feels like it was a whole nother It feels like world. somebody else's life, if I think about it, honestly. <laughs> and that was something, you were quite young. Yeah. And magnificent at, at that <laughs> job. I mean, it was a really great store to go into. I mean, you were sort of taking on the world with this great aplomb, and I loved it. Yeah, and thank you. Did it feel like a risk to open that store, or did you just... Well, I didn't open Ulala. I took over oh. the business from the people that had it I was the manager for five years and then was going to do a different business and then they said well if you leave we will close because we don't want to come back so why don't you just do this business so I was like oh okay and that was shortly before I think we were a year well that was 2007 so right before the crash 2007 wow I didn't realize it was that long ago yeah and then and then everything went bananas and I say I got a Harvard uh, the cost of a Harvard education, at least in 2007, <laughs> worth of business information, you know, how to how to navigate um, a market crash as, you know, a fledgling business person. So I actually used what I learned when I opened the gallery. So that's kind of how I was willing to do it again, but it had to be like with safety nets in case, you know, the world went bananas, which it, it did. I, I know what. Can you believe that? It did. <laughs> And that's that's what um, I was wondering. How what were the lessons that you took from that first experience into opening the gallery? Yeah, um, don't invest your own money. <laughs> that's, well, that's... Or any, yeah. I mean, we really started the gallery with nothing. There, there was like a handful of people that consigned with me, and I, <clears throat> you know, I had very little to start with for that. And it, I did not do that alone. That that was another lesson. You know, don't don't do it alone. Right. Have some um, backers and mm -hmm. some people you can share the risk with. Right. Yeah. Exactly. That which is a really safe thing. And uh, you know, one of the things that I thought uh, that I admired, and I think that was even evident in Ulala, is you always supported other artists. Yeah. You like to feature new artists and you know sell local things mm -hmm. and make connections. Yeah. I I love handmade goods and it's not even the goods as much as it is the spirit of the thing you know um the people that come with it and um kind of the discovery of it by the person that comes into the shop and is so in awe that somebody made this you know i think when you go into target and you buy a plate it's just a plate but when you come into the gallery and you buy a plate or any gallery and you pick up a piece of pottery it's like you can feel mm -hmm. the life in there and I just I love that connection. I love seeing people make that connection. There's something that transfers right from that object right. that feels it has life, right. and then you you have it in your home, and you can make that connection, and and it brings uh, positivity and exactly a, you know, like a it makes you feel invested in your community. And I think it's inspiring, even if it's not that I'm going to go out and make my own plates. You know, it just kind of gives people like, oh, you can you can make your own thing or you know like so many people come in and they're not necessarily inspired to go do art but they're inspired in some way and mm -hmm. that's 
so awesome to and see. So now at Fleur de Lis Gallery, which is in Faribault, mm-hmm. how many different artists are there? I have over 70 artists in the gallery. That's phenomenal. Yeah, it's amazing. So you've built a lot of relationships. Yes, and it gets a little overwhelming at times, but every, I have never met an artist that I was like, oh, I don't want to deal with you. I mean, it's just... Like, I think there's kind of a, a pretense around art and that it's this kind of mm. stuffy thing. And, you know, it's kind of an elitist thing, I think, in a lot of people's minds. And like dealing with artists is so difficult. And, you know, it is a little like herding cats at times, especially like through this festival. But um, they're amazing people. Like, there's so much you can connect with someone through what they create. And I love. Maybe you can give an idea to our listeners who maybe haven't visited the store, the kinds of things, because I think yeah. that will surprise people, the range of products. Yeah, I mean, I have everything from, from woodworking to clothing, pottery, um, I jewelry, obviously, um, and you just oddities, odds and ends. I, I have this woman that does... Um, paper art Jen Walcott she's from here in Northfield and she's got these little night lights and it's like who thinks of a night light when you think of going into a, like an art gallery to purchase something and I have one of those in our hallway and, so and I love it yeah it's it's been like a feature of our house and yeah. it like feels like that's a warm corner and it's a you know it's not just a light it's like a piece of art. it's a little work. piece of art and mm-hmm. it's just this tiny little thing and there's so much little things like that I mean and there's always more that I want to find and do and you know textiles are you know I, I would love to get more textiles and you know I'm always looking for something but COVID made it hard because I can't I couldn't really go to like art festivals and now Big I have coffee shows, shops so right. it's hard to get out to do anything <laughs> but um you know I'm always trying to find and people come to me and um you know I, I very seldom turn people away so it's a great way for people who are new to mm-hmm. putting their artwork right in a space and trying to understand how do I price this? Exactly. Do, you, do you have to do a lot of that with I tell that? artists that I don't price their work. They have to price their work, but I do kind of give them the parameters. Uh, you know, I'm like, well, you have to consider there is a commission because we don't do this for free, obviously, <laughs> almost free. <laughs> um, and, you know, you want to make money on top of what it costs. So I teach some people like that have never gotten serious about selling their work, but want to and don't know how. And it can be a very intimidating place to walk into you know just selling your work so I'm I'm not I don't stipulate somebody has to um, be a professional artist like just make really beautiful things and be willing to figure it out with me and we'll do it I'd like to talk to you about that eye that you have for finding those pieces that that really you know get you excited that you know are going to connect with the community that you you know your shoppers and Mm -hmm. your visitors because you have I mean you do find amazing things oh thank you I think everyone should go watch your video on Facebook about the baskets you found yes was that New Mexico no uh, I was in Arizona um, Arizona. yeah Yeah. so I I used to have the everything made by Minnesota artists but I also am kind of a hoarder and I love things. And so I beautiful things, beautiful you, things. I you, love beautiful things. And so I, you know, they're handmade. Um, but yeah, I was at the, um, it's this African village art festival oh. in Tucson during the gem shows. Cause I went down there to buy for my own jewelry line and um, these amazing handmade baskets that feel like cloth, but they're grass. Mm. And um and the designs the are designs just... are beautiful, and I, I I would say they are they were they were used. Um, I think these were not like created 
before the show. I, I they feel a little like used and worn. There's like a there's like a there's like an energy of like life to that. Like they've had a life, um, mm-hmm. which I loved even more. You know, it didn't feel like this kind of mass produced. Like it felt like the village actually used the baskets and you know mm. had a surplus and or whatever. I have no idea if that's true, but <laughs> that's what it felt like. Um, so it sounds like it felt like it was. Uh, maybe just the hands on it yes. and the idea of, of the handcrafting yep. gave it a, you know, um, a, a life. Right. There was like a, there was like an energetic patina. <laughs> <laughs> I like that better. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it was really cool. And so I brought home bundles of these baskets and, uh, you know, I'm into crystals and so I've started adding more, not because of the magical powers, which is funny. Another vendor wanted to charge me for the magical powers, which... <laughs> As in a I surplus? Like, um, <laughs> uh, not today. <laughs> not that I could use some magical powers, but um, that's not what I'm into with the crystals, though. I have no problem with somebody being into the magical powers. Mm-hmm. I just love rocks. So I've brought a lot of that in and, um, you know, these cantha quilts that are incredible. And Yeah, I saw some of those, too. Yeah. And so you do. You really have an eye for what, you know, somehow is original mm-hmm. and also a lot of the things are useful mm-hmm. and great gifts great gifts yes and again useful i love that because um uh, you know I, I feel like people are more we have enough stuff right <laughs> we have enough I, I personally have more than enough stuff but i do like that that you can not just put it on a shelf and and have to like feel like you can't touch it like i hated the room in my grandmother's house where you weren't allowed to go in there it was too special mm. you know i always wanted to go in there i was like because this is the best room in the house but we can't go in there it's too special and you know i kind of feel like with art like if you can't appreciate it and use it you know i mean paintings obviously you're not gonna but, but the fact that you couldn't touch you, it or art you doesn't have to be the special thing that you put on the wall and, and, and steer clear of, you know, you should be able to, to interact with it. So, yeah. And that's, that's infectious. Cause what you're passionate about, I think you add a little to each of those Thank pieces you. that carries through to, to all of the, the things that you have. And, you know, I was thinking about, you'd mentioned that you do a lot of, of jewelry with um, natural stones mm-hmm. And sterling silver still. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I just, I've, I have some of your pieces and I love, and I'm going to tell the story I'm wearing. <laughs> this is like, like my. The first interview I think we ever did. I know. Are my art zany uniform. When I put this on, I am art zany. I love it. <laughs> it is a, a pendant that has the words art zany. It's the only, I mean, it's the only, it's an original, right? Yeah. And so it is my favorite piece of jewelry. Aww. And so you, you really have always um, done that. You You've, you've kind of have a way of being able to see what the jewelry can be. And, yeah. um, you know, you just get so excited when you talk about it. I love it. <laughs> Tell yeah. me about some of the techniques. It's been a few years. What are you working yeah. on? Well, I've gotten way more into like the, the silversmithing side of things. Um, I've, you know, kind of grown my knowledge. COVID gave me a great opportunity to do some online tutorials and things like that. So um, I've gotten more into setting stones and kind of branching out that way i i bought this i'm such a nerd i bought this really awesome um tig welder i don't know what that is it's this really crazy arm thing with this little point and like it zaps 
instead of using like a flame and solder, oh. it, it like fuses the, the metal together really that fast. like and super ex- fancy. It was super fancy. <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, I, um, I've been really fortunate with grants and things like that. So, um, the, the state art board has done a lot of, um, supportive art, creative support grants. And so I was able to take advantage of that and, um, thank you state art board. Uh, yeah. So I don't know. I've just been like kind of playing with new tools and, you know, trying to see, you know, there's a proper way to use things and, and I never have the patience to learn what that is. That's so that I just risk kinda, again, right? Yeah, You're willing to just like dive in. Yeah. It's like, what can I do with this? Okay. That's what it does. Like, how can I utilize that? So, um, yeah, I just, I, I haven't had a lot of space to be quite as, um, uniquely creative as I want to be. I, I don't do a lot of experimenting right now. Um, I have a lot on my plate. I'm hoping to be able to get back to that someday. Uh, but you know, I, I still, I, the focus now for me is the beautiful stones. So I, I don't have to get like quite as wild with my silversmithing. I just want to set these incredible stones. So, and give them a place. They're the, they're the star of the show. Yeah. I'm just the facilitator of the placement so and so that jessica lee is your uh business and mm-hmm. jewelry so people can find that at jessica lee. lee designs and i will have a booth at the straight river art festival which brings us to what we want to talk about because yes. this uh, is the very first year of the straight art festival yes. at straight river art festival straight river art festival and that's saturday the 21st of may and folks if you're just tuning in this is paula granquist i'm here talking with jessica prill we're here on arts any radio and I'm so excited that you asked to, you know, that we could be together to feature this because, I, you know, I think it's amazing that you're, you're willing to take this on, right? <laughs> You've already got all these other things going. Yeah. So tell me about the impetus for deciding to open a festival. Yeah. Again, this is a pre-COVID, pre-coffee shop project. <laughs> um, Just coming to fruition? Yeah. And uh, I, you know, I had helped with another festival and um, it didn't focus on art so much um and and I wanted to focus on art so I branched off and start started thinking about you know well I have there isn't enough going on (laughs) well you know like people want to come together and do things and we have all this great art in the community and um there should be an art festival in Faribault like a real art festival in Faribault. And so, so, so there hadn't been one There hadn't prior. been, no. Okay. Not for a long time. There had been in the past, but those days were over and it needed to come back. So um, I, I kind of chewed on the idea and Tammy Ressler, who is um, this incredible human being, I think everybody in the world should know her, uh, came into the gallery one day and um, I said, so I'm going to do this art festival and you're going to help me. <laughs> and she was like, okay, what are we doing? And I love, this is why I love Tammy. Like, you, you know, I, you say I'm, I'm risk, you know, I'm not risk adverse. I will jump into anything. She was like, let's go. Didn't even stop to think about it. So we (laughs) instantly branded ourselves the Art Mafia and started kind of brainstorming. And we got groups of people together to try and kind of figure out, like, what do we want this to be? Um, What's the focus here? You know, there's a million art festivals. How are we going to kind of stand apart? um, And both of you have experience, you know, what it would be. As far as like being artists at a festival, not putting That's what I mean. That's what I mean. So you could be like this. I like this festival because... Mm -hmm. 
you know, something happened. So what are some of the things you wanted to bring forward? Some of the things I want to bring forward, and I don't know how well we will accomplish this this year because it's our first year, but what we would like to eventually have this be is a more interactive art festival where the artists are doing their craft you can it's not just a like one of the things I think we agreed on and 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 then I will um tie in our third uh staple person who is Paula Greg or not Paula Greg was <laughs> Paula person another Paula in my life oh um she's she's been the kind of the third person on on the board or whatever you want to call it <clears throat> And we all were very um, passionate about when you walk through an art festival and, you know, uh, the artists are, you know, creating art is one thing. Being a salesperson is another. Um, and, and they're kind of like looking down at their phones and, and they'll kind of like look up and, and, you know, some people, not everybody. But, you know, like we don't we don't want we want the I think if an artist is doing their work, they're um, they're doing that thing where they get to be lost They don't, they don't, they're not necessarily comfortable with people. I think a lot of people are really comfortable making their art, not so comfortable working with the people. Right. It is a whole nother side of the business. And then I think too, one thing I've tried to do on the show is to try to let people who are going to festivals know that it's okay to talk to the artist because there's that sort of natural, strange, like they're not sure. When you have a table between you, I mean, it's, it's, it's not necessarily set up. It's set up to buy, not necessarily but up to build a relationship, right? Um, and and I, I, I guess I'd like it if the artists that are there are um, more interactive. So, you know, we'll have uh, Jeff Jarvis is a painter. I think he's putting on a little class. Um, the Paradise will have a booth there for kids to come and do some painting. Uh, I'm not 100% sure, but we have a stained glass artist who will potentially be doing some of their stained glass work while they're there. Um, so I, I want kind of more of that eventually um where you can see the artist doing their thing but maybe even participate so that's the big goal yeah we'll we'll see where we get with that yeah and I was looking at the list of artists and I know we won't have time to go over every single artist but there are a lot of artists that I didn't know me too I thought you know I have 70 artists how many can there be so you know through the gallery I kind of thought it would be easy to I have not as many people from the gallery and a lot of just other local artists and it's really neat. I I love that it's kind of opened this new door to, to find it like, you know, not everybody has one. There's not just one Avenue to artists. So um, I love that we've kind of found this new way to reach out and branch out and bring even more art to the community. I think that's an exciting part of it. And so I know we won't have time. Maybe there's a couple of artists we want to talk about or feature or something, someone you're excited for people to, to meet. Yeah. Yeah, so um, there's a business I'm seeing on your the the little succulent pot. So she has a business. I think it's in Morristown, and and it's a um, like an art creative space. Um, yeah, and, and, and I'm excited to meet her, Patricia Salmon. Yes, and um, she does. She loves to experiment. And I think, I, I, and of course, when I printed this, this is like the tiniest, the tiniest print I could not that read could, that, that could ever possibly happen. Um, but yeah, she likes to, to be very, very playful. And you can uh-huh. see that in her work. And so that'll be a fun one. And then one of our favorite photographers, um, Dave uh, Angel, 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 I can't remember. I he we have a couple of his pieces and they're always they've been some of my kids favorite oh awesome the photography i incredible the animals and the kind of the um 
personality you could see that he captures is very cool. And it's all done out in the field, yeah. nat- you know, animals in nature. And uh, mm. so he's fun to talk to, too. Yes. Um, Tammy, you mentioned, mm-hmm. tell us about Tammy her Ressler, pottery. Tammy Ressler, yep. She's a potter in town. She's who's helping, one of the people helping with the um, festival. And she does really funky, cool raku pieces. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of her art. Yeah, and uh, sculptural, too. Sculptural, yeah. And so that's kind of fun. Of course, your jewelry will be there. What My are some of the things that there. you're Yeah, featuring? I've got um, I, I, a lot of the stones that I brought back from Tucson. I made, um, you know, some funky pieces. So excited to show those off. Yeah, and then there's some painters. Yeah. Um, let's see, I can't even read. I, I swear this must be like point. Yeah, Two. that's like that's like a microscope. <laughs> like even in the, they don't even make the eyesight tests that small. No, I don't think they do. I need my son. Yeah, <laughs> much younger. Uh, Brian Knudsen, um, landscape photograph. Another mm-hmm. um, another artist that I, I'm not familiar with his work, but looking at this, and I think I like the story of Lynn Hershey. Okay. Uh, or. He, Hensley. Hensley. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry that I can't read this. I should have checked my printer before I grabbed it. Um, but she she does uh, she has a sheep farm and has been experimenting yeah, with so what to do with wool. Yeah, it's these really cool like little critters that she makes. Yeah, I, I, I it's so fun how many different types of art. Right? And there's this one painter and I, again I can't remember her name. Um but she does this kind of t- it looks kind of like tattoo art like it's a little bit punky and right. you know not so contemporary or not so what's the word classic art, you know. And I love that we can like bring that into. So, you know, it's it's going to reach many interest levels, I think. Is that um no that's not Tyler, is it? Okay. I'm so sorry folks. Yeah, no, that, it's... We but we know that there's going to be a lot of new artists and I think let's um mention uh Yeah, it's Tyler. Tyler. Okay. Perfect. Sue. Uh, um And then uh, yeah, Sue's who has the glass garden mm-hmm. beads in Faribault, which is actually in the same building as my gallery and coffee shop. Uh, she's going to be there with her batiks and she's created all these really awesome fabrics and prints and turn them into jewelry and other uh, house good household wares and yeah and i was surprised some of the new things that she's been doing so yeah she's been like tucked away in this little corner and she you know she's been busy 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 so it's gonna be a fabulous event how many artists total do you 21, have 21 i believe is what we're up to and our goal was 20 so we we were gonna be a go at 10 and um we were hoping to get 15 but we wanted to get 20 and we've got 21 so next year we're hoping that the word has spread we're getting more uh, inquiries as to how to become an artist but you know it's at the end of the week so we can't take any more but um next year we're hoping to have to move it to a bigger location and what would you say um you hope that the experience is for people who come to the straight river art festival well i hope they just get to see a really fun event happening in town. I love Faribault. I I think it is the coolest town and, and, you know, getting people to come downtown um, and experience the town in a new way and see how much talent. I mean, these are not people coming in from the cities. This is all very local and um, to see how much passion and, and talent there is in our own community is going to be really fun to highlight. And that again is on Saturday, one day only. Yes. The 21st from 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. Yes. Don't need to make advance reservations. Nope. You can just show, just show up. Um, there is parking, ample parking around the space, but it's an easy walk from downtown. So, um, you know, you 
can just you just got to cross over 60 which can be you know interesting but um there's a nice crosswalk there too so and that is um at heritage park which the official address is 401 heritage place but you mentioned the depot which is another landmark that Mm -hmm. is easy to find and there is a website straightriverartfestival.com if you want to look at some of the preview some of the artists yep and we have a facebook page too so that folks can make sure that they connect with the artists that they want. And I would encourage people to make sure you ask questions and engage. Yes. You'll, you'll discover all kinds of amazing stories. Yeah. And everyone that I have um, interacted with for this festival has been like so excited to be able to do this. Um, I, they, there was no hesitation. They just thought, yes, let's do this. We want this. So the energy will be very positive, even if it's a cloudy day. Have, have you decided that next year's happening? Well, yes. I mean... It hasn't taken place yet, so you know. I guess if um, we just sit there staring at each other all day long, um, we will at least have the El Jefe food truck there. So um, we're passing out little coupons to all the artists so that they can get lunch there. We'll at least be well fed and entertained <laughs> among ourselves. Uh, we do have music. There will be oh. um, multiple art musicians coming to not necessarily be a concert, but just kind of be ambiance for mm-hmm. the festival. So. Um, We've got uh, Laura Connor, and she's uh, kind of a jazzy, loungy singer. And we have this little little band. It's just kind of a group of teachers, nurses, community people that just love to play music. And they said, just stuff us in a corner. We don't <laughs> want people standing around looking at us. We just want to play music. And, I like that attitude. <laughs> yeah. And um, so we've got um, Mark Joseph, who's from Northfield. Uh, he's going to be on in the afternoon, and he was kind of the big name. So or I was, like, pulling a friend string there. I was like, would you play at my thing? And he's like, absolutely. And I was like, I have no money. He was like, well, come up with a little bit. So, <laughs> yeah, so we're excited. There, there will be a lot of different stuff going on. Well, that day. is so exciting. And I, I, you are the perfect person to take oh, on something like this because you. you are so good at connecting people and you love what you do. That comes Absolutely. through and you're always willing to try something. <laughs> do the crazy thing. <laughs> That's right. I wonder if you could share with us just as a, as a way to close up, maybe some of the best piece of art and business advice that you've Ooh. gotten. Because I suspect with all these things that you take on and the way that you just decide to, you know, I'm going to do this. Well, in regards to an art business, um, I would say listen to yourself first. Mm. Um, Sort that out and then seek advice on how to accomplish it. Um, Don't ask people whether you should. Just ask people how to do it. That is brilliant. Thank you. I am, if nothing, brilliant. (laughs) Because if you don't, if you try to make something what others think Mm -hmm. that you should be doing, then you won't have You lose yourself in that. And you are the thing, like if, especially with the art anyway, and and like the things like the gallery, you know, I feel like I am the product in a way. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, authentically so. Um, But, you know, I want to do this. So I I have to make people believe that it was a good idea. (laughs) And and knowing that about you know yourself that this is what you want to pursue mm-hmm. will help you see the advice that's going to get you through. Right, right. you'll seek out the right advice. Mm-hmm. I think if you are committed to doing it, you've already decided yes, this is happening. So how do I make it happen? Not should I make it happen? 
a lot of people have opinions about what you should do and um they're coming from a place of their own fears or whatever mm-hmm. you know um so i i tend to be more rebellious and think you know i don't care what you think i should do I, this is what i'm doing so um how would you try to accomplish that and the people that have answers for that uh without hesitation are the people that i listen to first that is so fantastic. I knew there was some, some <laughs> amazing thing that you were going to come up with. That's oh, really encouraging. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us today on Arts Any Radio. Thank you for having me. I'm just so excited. People will check out the Straight River Art Festival this Saturday, 21st of May, 9 to 6. Please come. Please come. Bring your friends. Please come. Please come. They, they <laughs> will. I know they will. It's going to be the start of something. And then some years down the road, we'll be talking and it was going to be like, it's the 15th anniversary oh, or something. So. That would be amazing. <laughs> Thank you. I hope so, too. Thank you, Jessica. What a thrill to be able to connect again with Jessica Prill and all that she's got going on. I admire that about her. And I think maybe it's time to pull up that quote that I had mentioned a few months ago. Everything is simpler than you think and at the same time more complex than you imagine. That's from Van Goethe. And maybe that applies to taking risk as well. It's a good thing. And I'm so excited to be able to bring to you as I mentioned, the concert with Her Crooked Heart. I'm going to play another cut from Rachel Reese and Her Crooked Heart. This song is called Enough. And again, I want to remind you that's on Friday, May 20th at 7.30 at the Paradise Center for the Arts. Just a spectacular voice. And I encourage you to check out some of her videos that go along with these songs on YouTube because she's an amazing filmmaker who is helping her put these together and also does great interviews too. So amazingly fun. This one again is called Enough. So we'll just listen to a little bit of it and hope you get a chance to head down to the concert on the 20th, which is tonight, 2022. And here is Rachel Reese, Her Crooked Heart.
folks that again her crooked heart check out paradise center for the arts.org to get all the details so you can join her for that concert i'm very excited for her so congratulations to the paradise for getting that this weekend also i'm so i'm going to fill up your whole weekend we've got friday with rachel saturday at uh the straight river art festival and then sunday i want to remind you a couple weeks ago violin bow maker matt wheeling uh, was on Arts Any Radio, and on Sunday he is going to be giving a presentation from two to four. That's Sunday, the twenty second of May, twenty twenty two, at the Cannon Valley Makers, located at three hundred Railway Street in Dundas. He's going to give a presentation on the history of the modern violin bow and the potential integration of modern tools into this traditional art. I don't think I've had as much response to his show in a long time as I did to his show. So if you didn't get a chance to check that, you can visit K. YMNradio.net. You can hear the rebroadcast of the show. I got to touch this award-winning, beautiful bow that he made, and it was so incredible. So I hope you check out his event on Sunday. He's also going to be joined by violinist Ralph Haas, and they're going to talk about what different bows and how they alter the tone of a violin. It's going to be a fascinating uh, work, and so I hope you get a chance to visit with them. And also check out the Cannon Valley Makers, who were on Arts Any Radio a couple months ago. Maybe it was a month ago. I can't remember, but all those shows are in the archive. If you go under at kymnradio.net, hit on Shows, and click on Arts Any Radio, you will find them. I sure appreciate you listening to Art Zany Radio. It's my pleasure to be able to bring all of these shows to you. I just feel so energized by being with these wonderful artists, and I hope that you are uh, learning and feeling a little bit uh, easier about taking risk as well. You have been tuned to Art Zany Radio for the Imagination, and this is Paula Granquist reminding you, don't forget to some of that, add some of that Art Zany to your life. And, of course, in the meantime, until next time, Enjoy your imagination. You've been listening to Art Zany, radio for the imagination, with your host, Paula Granquist. Art Zany is brought to you each week by the Northfield Arts Guild and by the Paradise Center for the Arts in Faribault. Connect and experience art at the Northfield Arts Guild. Visit our galleries, arts festival, and take in a performance at our theater featuring a full season of dramas, comedies, and musicals. The Guild's gift shop showcases unique art from over 100 local and regional member artists. Come enjoy music from the Cannon Valley Regional Orchestra or the 411 Concert Series. We invite you to explore your creativity in one of our classes. All are welcome at the Northfield Arts Guild. To learn how you can be a part, visit northfieldartsguild.org or call 507-645-8877.